and welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Well, uh, on, on the road again, on the road for Thanksgiving with family up north, very chilly, to say the least, and, uh, and, then, and then to the Duke game, taking a couple of days off other than the podcast. Up in Connecticut, but not not talking to Randy Edsel about the job like you do when you go to Oregon and visit Mario Cristobal. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I'm, I'm in, I'm in, um, I guess I'm in Tyler Van Dyke's next. Yeah, next. you're in Tyler Van Dyke territory right there. I'm in, I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so like you said, obviously, uh, we're recording this actually on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So uh, if anything crazy changes between now and then, not that I'm expecting it, considering Thanksgiving is in, uh, as we're recording this, 10 hours away. So um, hopefully it'll be quiet between now and game day on Saturday. Um, obviously, Miami trying to wrap hopefully. up the season um, by winning yeah. six down the stretch. If, if they can beat Duke on Saturday, I don't know what the line is, but they're a pretty big favorite. I oh assume. my goodness! I think it was. I think it was twenty-one and a half. Yeah, it's it's not a game that Miami is supposed to. Uh, it's not supposed to be close, but of course Miami until last week had pretty much only played close games. And um, Miami being Miami, yeah. I mean, I by the way, that's it's kind of interesting because that's the one like throwaway. That's that's the one that no one is talking about. No one in the whole world expects Miami to lose that game, which gets me just a t- just a tad nervous. Because yeah. as we said, it's it's basically every, even last week when Miami wins by two touchdowns, it was like Harry in the third quarter, right? It got down to seven points, I think, at one point or eight. Or six. It got close six. It was, yeah. Yeah, so. it was terrible. It was terrible. I was like, are you kidding me? You might have to think of another lead again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's another winning-losing. So. so so, we're not going to talk too much actual football uh, this week, too much actually preview on uh, Miami-Duke, um, because I think that, you know, we're, we're at the point where, you know, the, it's like I, I'm, on, the, on the outline I sent you, I said, is this the last podcast we're doing in the Manny Diaz era? Um, because obviously the, se- the regular season ends Saturday, Miami will have a bowl. Uh, we'll find out about right. that destination um, next Sunday, December 5th. Um, but Miami, I mean, there, there, there's an assumption, obviously, that there's going to be a change, right? With, with Blake James uh, getting fired a couple of weeks back, Miami, all of its goals out the window. It's everything we talked about last week. But, um, you know, now we're, we're approaching the potential. And uh, I just kind of want to get a temperature check. Where, where are you feeling? Obviously, there was a report out from uh, – yeah, Game sport this week yeah. that the new athletic director will be the one to make the decision, which kind of like uh, makes sense to me, right? Like it's always what I assumed. Well, that's yeah. Obviously, that's Miami obvious, can pick who the athletic director is, so they can pick if it's a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm sure that's a question they're asking in the interviews: is what, what do you, what would you do with the football program? Um, so it's it's a little bit of a um, it's still sort of in Miami's hands because they get to pick the guy who makes the choice. Um, right. But and, uh, and 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 the report. Yeah. The, yeah. The report did say that. But the, the holy, holy, you know, what part of the report was the headline Diaz right. of earning another season unless new AD decides differently, which is funny because obviously the new what the new AD decides goes, except that this story was very strongly pointing to uh, at least a, one faction 
I, yeah, I mean, I think that's the, the thing, right? right? There's factions, obviously. You know, the, yeah. the board of trustees, uh, you know, has, has been chronicled all year long, is, has been split since the start on what to do here, even when Miami was two and four, right? That, when, when, we were, when Barry Jackson wrote the story and Kirk Herbstreit ranted about it, like the whole idea of that story was that the, the board of trustees was kind of st- divided on what to do. I guess it was one and two at that point. Um, but, you know, it's not surprising that, that we are uh, four days away from three days away from the last game of the season and five days away from whatever decision is probably going to have to be made. And, and right. it's not, it's still not clear exactly one way or the other, which way it's going to go because there are people with different thought process processes uh, involved in the decision-making process. And um, he's, I mean, Manny Diaz, his case right now that he's making is basically, yeah. you know, we're, we've won four out of exactly. five, um, could be five out of six by the next time we talk and exactly. seven and five is not great, but you know, but five clearly things, things are trending in the right direction. And I think right. no matter who's coaching Miami next year, they're going to be pretty, 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 seems like they should be pretty good. Obviously we thought the same yes, thing this does. year, um, but it, it, it has become definitely a much more interesting case um, than it was two months ago when we first started talking about this and, and or even more than a week ago with the way they responded to that Florida state game uh, where we, you know, there was a chance that it was just going to unravel from there, but, but these yeah. guys are, are still playing as if these guys are going to be their coach moving forward. And you know, I, I, Manny at least does not seem married to the idea that he's going to be looking for a new job on, on Tuesday. Like I, I think very, very well pointed out. Well said, because that's, that's a key here. I mean, Manny, Sure seems pretty confident, uh, unless he's, you know, he is good at the PR yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's putting on a good face no matter what, right? He's putting on a really good face, and he, and the stuff he's saying is, like, perfect for, you know, I as far as what exactly he's saying, that, you know, very calmly saying it, that, you know, that, okay, they started at two and four, and all he could do is concentrate for each game, you know, before each game, and now they're 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 four and one in the last five games and and expected to win the last one which would make them five and one and they've got this great quarterback it seems I mean more than seems this Tyler Red Dyke and and he's young and the whole team is rallied around him the offense they've got playmakers now they've got the young kids I know James Williams is is out because he there's the young safeties he's having surgery but they've got everything seems to be coming together and, and it's all built around Tyler Van Dyke. And it's kind of now you, you wonder, I'm not, I'm just saying people that let's say it doesn't seem like anybody wants Manny to say that. And I'm not talking for myself, but just the fan, you know, the vocal fans out there. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is Manny, come on there. If they win, they will be five and one, you know, the second half of the season, everything seems to be going right. So the question is, do you, do you, maybe you give him another year. That's what, that's what now they're thinking. And that you save a lot of money on buyouts and all that. And then, you know, does he really deserve to go to be fired if, if the program is getting better? So those are all, you know, questions that are, those are all issues that are being discussed. And, and then, and then, and then, and then the reason possibly is if you, to get rid of, Manny is that you know that you're getting somebody that you think is a hell of a lot better, let's say. Or, 
willing to go. Like this is the right time. This is when you can get them. And so I, I, we still don't really know for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. And like I said, it, it makes sense just given what we know about um, the way this, the board of trustees and the president and every, everyone has kind of thought about this situation since the start. You know, like I've said it a couple of times for a lot of people, I'm sure losing FIU was like, he was never going to come back from that. Right. Like certain people who give a lot of money to the program, like that was an unacceptable moment. Um, right. Understandably so. And so obviously when they got to one and two and two and four, like, a certain percentage of the board of trustees and the people who make decisions were like this it's over. Like we, we, we got to do something different. Um, and there's also a, a segment of people that um, have wanted it, basically wanted a reason to keep him. Right. And he's kind of given them one down the stretch here. The team, the team has given him one, which right. is, yes. which is really interesting because most teams, uh, you know, exhibit yeah. a, or Florida Gators, they they quit on their coach. Yeah, which is crazy because on paper, Dan Mullen has had a way better run at Florida than Miami than Manny Diaz has had at Miami. You know, right? Been the SEC championship, um, or not SEC championships, but you know, been a per, you know, gotten to the top ten a couple of times. Um, played Alabama closer than anyone last year, um, but yeah, like it was a point of no return for for Dan Mullen last year. And it's not, I wouldn't say it's a point of no return for Manny Diaz, obviously, because they're, they're playing well right now. I think there's, right. there's a fair question of if you give him this core to come back next year, are they going to underachieve again? Like they have pretty much every year that he's been here. Like that's a fair critique. Like, is, is there a ceiling he puts on you? Um, that's probably true to, to a degree. Um, but but they, you know, it's not the point. Yeah, of but that. what's the what's the ceiling? What's the ceiling of five and one if they go five? Right, and exactly. One? I mean, it, it's I, fair, right? They're, and they have some good wins in that stretch. It's not like they're just beating up on Duke and Virginia Tech, right? They have two top twenty wins, a road win at Pitt. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, exactly. Florida State loss is, is tough, right? And yes, uh, yeah, yes, don't like it was the last draw, obviously, because Blake James yeah. gets fired two days or the next two days later. So. It's not as easy. It's not as cut and dry a situation as I, I think a lot of people hoped it was going to be, right? Um, which again makes sense based on what we know and the way that Miami's playing. Obviously, you know, if Miami loses to Duke on, on Saturday, that's it. Six and six. Then that's it. That's it. Yeah. But no if, doubt. If they win, you know, they, they got like they got to move fast on an AD. But it, it makes sense. It's going to be in the AD's hands. But again, like the school chooses what who who the AD is. So the school right. effectively still holds Manny Diaz's future in their hands. Um, and as you mentioned, I think a lot of it basically comes down to who can they get, right? And yes. you know, Mario Cristobal gets pummeled by Utah on Saturday. Miami, you were tweeting out the score uh, all game long, uh, knowing that's really what Miami fans cared about. You know, if the door is open to get Mario Cristobal, you got to make that move. And I'm in I'm in the Lane Kiffin camp also, where if Lane Kiffin wants to come here and you're whatever athletic director you hire can get him, like I think you got to make that move because those guys are both I think based on their track record, um, significant upgrades over Manny Diaz. But if you're talking about like the yeah. next F, not FCS, the next uh, mid major guy to try to take a shot on, like. I think things are going well enough for Manny Diaz that, that maybe it, uh, I don't know, it would make sense. But again, like 
you're taking big swings. You, you, you're leaking all these stories about the big commitment to football you want to make. Like once you do all that, you can't get outbid when you're going for like Mario Cristobal or Lane Kiffin, if that's your guy. So I think if they can get those guys, then you, you, you got to make the move. I, I think they can get, I think they can get, this according to Andy Slater, right? The radio guy. No, I, I, I think Lane would come here. Uh, I think so too. That's not based on reporting. It's just based on like knowing, you know, he, he still has his house in Boca. He, uh, I think I think Miami is a clear upgrade over Ole Miss. I think he's a good cultural fit, all that kind of uh, stuff. The, yeah, I I yes, I think uh, I I have a, I think Lane. I, I don't know firsthand, but I it makes sense that Lane would want to come to Miami and you know uh, and and you know it's good it's a good ego booster if you can get uh, Miami back in the right direction and they're already kind of in the right direction. Here's the thing. Lane is an offensive guy. Yeah. I mean, you think he would love to work with Tyler Van Dyke? Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. If Tyler Van Dyke wasn't there, if Tyler Van Dyke wasn't the quarterback, then it would be a different story possibly. Okay. Then it would really be a head scratcher. But, but if you're a coach, you're like, Hmm. Okay. I, who wouldn't want to coach him? And he loves this area, and I could just see it. I mean, that to me, that's a no-brainer. I, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough decision. But um, if that's what they're going by, that they can get Lane, then I think Manny's gone. If they think, oh, if we can get Lane, if we can get Lane, we're fine. Um, I think that should be their thinking, at least personally. I'm a big lane, you know. Not, I don't want. I, I like. I hate like being like Manny should get fired. Like you know, he's. Uh, yeah, I think we both like Manny, and we both like. Right. Don't want a guy who's like not a jerk to get fired, right? Um, but um, you know, I'm a Lane Kiffin guy, and I think you would. I think Miami would be. I think Miami. There's there's a good chance they're going to go into next year as the favorite in the coastal, no matter who the coach is, um, considering. The quarterback turnover, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to be gone. Uh, Sam Howell's probably going to be gone. Um, yeah, you know, Virginia, Virginia seems like at this point there's always going to be in the mix too because of, you know, Broncos just got his system and and they're pretty competitive every year. But I, I think there's a pretty good chance Miami's going to be the favorite in the division no matter what. Um, I think if Lane Kiffin's there, yeah. you, feel, you, you just feel better, I think, about Miami's shot to actually win the division than you do if Manny Diaz is here. Given the fact that with Manny Diaz, it, it – and it's it's not just Manny Diaz we mentioned it's Miami football for the last twenty years or whatever, but we've seen Manny be part of that. They're just they screw up like once or twice a year, like a game. That but it's not only exactly, and it's not only Manny Diaz. And I know this is next. I, oh, you're saying if you can't get Cristobal, you know we, Mario. I don't know yeah. if they can get Mario. I, I, I go Mario and, and Lane, or if you can get those guys, those guys are I think proven upgrades over what. Right, uh, Manny Diaz is providing, and it's just can they get them? And and the other thing is, it looks like Lashley, and I know you put this on our outline. You know, could be on his way out to SMU, um, and uh, you know, as a head coach, which he would take. Yeah. In a second. Um, what do you think? We think at least that. And what was that? We think he would take that in a second. Yeah, I think so. And that, and then that, what would that do? Okay. So that would leave if Manny Diaz is still here, he has to get another offensive coordinator. And that's right? really hard to do when people know that if you 
only go eight and four or whatever, you might be on your you're way. You're gonna now. get you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's for sure. And and then um, you know, and then and then you know that if if Lane or Mario comes, you're gonna have strong people, a strong coaching staff also. So I I don't know. It's you know, the Lashley thing it also affects things, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think if Manny, obviously, like, step one to keeping his job is beating Duke on Saturday, right? If he doesn't do that, like we said, oh. it's over. Um, yeah. In some so ways, step two is almost like get Lashley to stay, right? Because I think, no, uh, again, like I said at the top, he has his case right now is things are trending in the right direction. Like we said, they could finish five and six down the stretch. They've got this record-setting offense going right now. Um, they've got the quarterback coming back. They've got, you know, they're losing two really good wide receivers, but bring back pretty much everyone else on offense. Losing a couple of linemen too, but like, you know, the the pieces are in place for Miami to be a fantastic offense next year. Um, but, you know, maybe Diaz is one for two on hiring offensive coordinators right now, right? The Dan Enos thing was a disaster. The Red Lashley thing has been uh, at least a triple, if not a home run. Um Yep. Are you uh, if you bring Brett Lashley back, man, he's like, hey, we've got this whole thing. We're ready to like compete to win the ACC next year. Yeah, but especially with Clemson down. But if Lashley's gone and Manny's saying, I gotta find a guy to replace Brett, Brett Lashley. Yeah. I have a yep. big track record of hires. Uh, who knows what happens there? Would, would you promote Rob Likens and go for that continuity? Like it, it becomes a lot trickier, I think, to sell that vision of we've got this thing rolling if Rhett Lashley is not part of it. I agree. And I, I don't see how Rhett Lashley would put a, you know, turn. I'm, I know it, I'm sure he wants to be a head coach. Yeah. The only way I would see I, it, the, the only the, the pitch I'm sure Manny Diaz will make to Rhett Lashley is we're going to be awesome on offense next year. Maybe you get an even better job than SMU, but SMU is a really good job. Uh, so I don't, yeah. I don't think that works. I don't think it works. I don't, I of course, we don't know. You know, Sonny Dykes hasn't even left SMU yet, so there's still a lot of. You know, we're we're talking about how how much this Miami situation seems to be changing. With, um, you know, two weeks ago feeling like it was over, or whatever, a week ago it feeling like Manny Diaz was toast. Now it feels like he's either some life. Um, the the SMU thing, like they haven't even, their coach isn't even gone yet, so it, it's hard yeah. to project too far forward. But it makes total sense that if Sonny Dykes indeed goes to TCU, the Red Lashley would be candidate number one for their coaching job. And like we said, there's probably a, a really high percentage chance that Rhett takes that job if he gets offered it. Yeah. And there, you're right. That's what I think. That's what I think. That's when the dominoes start affecting the other falling. So um, we'll have to see what happens. But the more I think about it, the more it looks, I don't know, not so not so optimistic for Manny, although he sure seems optimistic, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And again, like I said, it's, it's, it makes sense that there are multiple factions out there. Um, and you know, the report, like when you see a report, like the one that uh, Kane sport had, it's like, they're talking to certain people, you know, when someone else reports something else, they're talking like, it, it, there's, like I said, the board of trustees is not a monolith. There's different people on it people with different opinions, like in any organization. So, um, yeah, but I think the people that are entrusted with like the, the Rudy Fernandez yes. and the 
area who are the president of Frank's um, right, right hand, hand, right and left hand men. Yeah, right and left. They were the ones picked to head kind football, of the athletics. Yeah. Yeah, and football really. So, um, and they're the ones really that have a lot of say in the in this whole coaching situation. And I, I have a feeling they, I have a feeling they want change. Yeah, it seems like it. And again, I, those, those are the decisions. I think that's been reported that those guys are more open to the idea of. Uh, yeah, I do. They're more the new school or the new, you know, the, the new yeah. thinking about, uh, you know, getting, getting somebody else and letting go of Manny. So uh, uh, my, my point more so was the idea that I, I don't think it's like we're trending toward a Manny staying thing right because this one report comes out it's just like that's those people have been thinking that all along right that the people that that gary Furman talked to right like it's not like no, the, but no, mind no, I think, necessarily no i think it's change no i think it's change i think they have i think now it's it's stronger well it's stronger than it was when they were yeah. two four obviously yeah but i think yeah i think they're I think the way this team has been playing for him, they're thinking, why are we getting oh, yeah. by? Everything seems to be going well now. Right, exactly. But, but my, more my point is that those people are always kind of more open to the idea of Manny staying if he turned around. Right, like I said, there's some people so, who I guess who so. done from the beginning. I guess so, but I don't know who those people are, so. Right, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> I would always say that. I can't, I don't really know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as for... The, what this offense might look like post Rhett Lashley. You, you mentioned the idea of Lane Kiffin coming in. I think that's, that's obviously like, that's kind of settles that, right. Cause he's such a great offensive mind. Um, and then another thing I think it's worth mentioning is um, obviously the appeal of coming to Miami is you get Tyler Van Dyke, but, but there's also the appeal of you get Tyler Van Dyke for one year and then maybe you get Jake Garcia right after that. Um, so how much do you worry about what this offense looks like post Rhett Lashley, given how good it has been obviously last year. And now this year it's, it's looks like it's going to finish even better uh, statistically than it did last year, which is kind of crazy to think about considering how rocky those first couple of weeks were. Well, I think it's, if they can keep the personnel, if they can, if they can keep the players, the same players, I think it's going to be good. I, even with the new offensive And you keep the similar system, right? You don't, don't just go back to a pro-style offense or whatever. No, 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 no. Definitely. <laughs> no. So, yeah, he's got to do the whatever, you know, the, the very quick pace, fast yeah. to go, spread it around, um, spread whatever. I, I, they're, they're definitely going to keep the same kind of offense. And then, um, and you know, get somebody good to be an offensive coordinator. Hopefully you would think somebody, but you're right in that you're kind of a, you're not sure if he's a lame duck or whatever. You're not sure what his future is. That's the bad part. Otherwise you could Miami with with that quarterback who would not come, who wouldn't want that job. Yeah. I mean, it's also the idea that it's kind of what I said with like Lashley, where the, the pitch would be, Hey, one more year, then you're going to get a good job because this offense is going to be so good. Um, you know, even if you come join Manny Diaz and he's a quote unquote lame duck coach or whatever, um, you're probably going to put up a good enough offense to, to get to land on your feet somewhere else. But I think if you come to Miami, it's, it's hard to come thinking that you're going to be there for more than one or two years. And, and Miami 
you know, that's like what Alabama does. And not that Miami is Alabama, obviously, but like good coach, you know, good programs have to hire new assistant coaches all the time because they're getting better job. You know, they're, they're getting promotions elsewhere. Like your, your DB's coach becomes a defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator becomes a head coach. Like it, uh, it makes sense that whoever they get would be another little stopgap kind of guy. Um, because you think your offense is either going to be really good or, or it's going to be bad and, uh, or, or the season's going to be bad and, and you're going to have to rebuild your whole staff. But I, I don't, like I said, I don't think it necessarily precludes them from getting a, a good offensive coordinator because whoever comes in, it could be a one year, one year job. And they're coming in with that knowledge that it could be a one year job for good reasons or for bad reasons. And yeah, I, we're obviously hoping it's for good reasons. And I think maybe, I think maybe just as big a question is who's going to be the defensive coordinator. I think it's going to be Manny. If Manny stays, it's going to be Manny again. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's another thing. Said, they push him to make a hire there, but um, or or change his defensive staff again. Um, but right. That's yeah. Um, but the defense has been better lately too. So it's yeah, yeah, it has. He Manny. I'm sure Manny would keep it the same. Yeah. Oh. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, before we wrap up, um, let's talk about this athletic director search. Uh, we talked uh, yesterday and was like, if it doesn't happen before like 2 p.m. on Wednesday, I don't think anything's going to happen before um, the end of the weekend. So I feel pretty, you know, we're, we're talking, it's 2.37 right now as we're talking. Um, it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen now. Obviously, I'm sure Miami is is talking to people, right? They think, like I I we've said it, they got to move really quickly on this. Cause you got to know, you got to know the coach's future by the, by early next week, I think. And that means you got to know the athletic director is to make that decision um, because we're getting real, real close to that early signing period. As you wrote on Monday um, that comes up December 15th. Um, Miami worth noting, they had some really good visitors on campus uh, or at, at the game on Saturday. So, you know, like Mandy Diaz is still working. He's still, still trying to get, Shamar Stewart and Wesley DeSanti and Nigel E. Kelly to, to all come. And, you know, he, he, he swears they've got a, this recruiting class isn't going to be as bad as it looks. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, they're going to move quick on this athletic director situation. Um, a lot of names thrown out there. Any, anyone stand out to you? Have you heard anything interesting? Um, 
I don't know a lot about athletic directors and, and yeah, I, I think most of the people who have these strong opinions about athletic directors don't know a lot about athletic directors. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a lot of us know a lot about these athletic directors, honestly. Uh, Tom Jurich is a name that you've seen, you know, thrown out there. Uh, yeah. Alonzo Highsmith from Louisville. from Louisville, Tom Jurich built the, built the whole Louisville program was very powerful. AD and he's re- retired now, but I think he'd probably want this job. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of controversy around him as far as NCAA issues and his teams. He, he hired, I think, Rick Petino, basketball coach, and Bobby Petrino, NCAA stuff under his watch. Um, and you know, he was fired, and then I guess, and then I guess he. And that's, and then I guess he, I guess he sued or whatever. And they came to a settlement uh, with Louisville where he got 4.5 million that cleared him of any wrongdoing and, 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 and said he had retired instead of being dismissed or whatever. Um, he did a, a, one thing. I mean, he has, and in that regard, as far as the program goes, there's a lot of baggage there. But as right. far as he goes, his track record is good. You know, he he he. Oh sure yeah, I think he conference USA to the ACC. Oh, he built that program. I mean, I, that was the he yeah. turned it into well, a blockbuster. Yeah, basketball, program. a football, and yeah. basketball. I mean, he because with him the football program, but um, I don't, I don't know. I think he's 65 and that's not, I, I, I he's, um, I think he has, a, he lives at one of his homes is in Florida. So right there, um, that's kind of interesting. And he might split between Colorado and Florida. Um, so that's, uh, but he's a definitely very strong, 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 um, per, like personality. Yeah. Personality and a strong leader. He would be as far as, kind of, I don't know, his way or the highway kind of thing. I don't, I don't know how else to say it, uh, but, you know, extremely competent. But then again, there's a, there's a lot of questions with the NCAA stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially in a program like happened. Miami. Where yeah, that's a lot of stuff happened that was not desirable while he was there. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what how Miami, Miami's had a lot of bad history with that stuff. And that's one thing Blake James, the former AD at Miami, he, he, well, the program didn't get in any, any trouble. So under his watch, which was impressive actually. Um, So that's, that's one name. And then there's the, there's, there's other names. Um, There's Pat Chun, who was, he was the FAU athletic director. I guess now he's at Washington State. Um, hired, hired Lane Kiffin, worth noting, when he was at FAU. Oh, hired Lane Kiffin, right, right. Um, but, I, you know, as to, there's um, – who else is there on your list? Um, there's, like I said, some football guys they've talked about. Gino. Yeah. But I, Alonzo Highsmith. Alonzo Highsmith, at least um, – has some experience in managing. 
right? In management yeah. and athletic. Yes. So he's been, he's worked in a lot of NFL front offices. He's still currently right with the Seahawks, I think, right? Um, Seahawks, he's kind of like an assistant to the general manager. He was uh, the Cleveland Browns vice president of yeah, player. Yeah, for a long time, I think. Uh, yeah, for a long time. Um, so he, you know, he has... He's a foot, he's a football guy and a talent, you know, evaluating talent kind of guy. Um, you know, a, a football famous football player from Miami. He was a fullback, all American. Um, he was uh, Columbus of, grad. Maybe not all American, but I think probably he was. He was the first rounder uh, in the, in the third pick overall in the in the eighty seven draft. Um, Play with the Oilers and Cowboys. He's a good guy. I really like him. He went to Columbus High School. Um, and he would love to, I think he would love to come back home because this is his place, you know, and his wife's yeah. home and all that. And if they did that, David, I, you know, my thought is that they would hire more of a, you know, like an AD, conventional AD. Yes. Guy who runs in the background. Well, Maybe not in the background. Still. Yes, be the athletic director. Like people, people, like when you went out to that event, was that last week? The with all the former players. Yes. On Thursday, yeah. um, and one of the quotes to come out of that, I don't remember who it was from, um, was the idea that they want like a former Miami player to be the athletic director, and like that's just a total misunderstanding of what athletic directors do. Um, and quite frankly, a little insulting to like the rest of the athletic department, like Miami athletic department does not exist just for the football team, right? Like it's its own entity within the athletic department. You need someone to like manage everything, like to, to run, you know, fundraise, to, to hire coaches in every sport. You know, it, it, it's a comprehensive, uh, you're, you're the head of the, of, I don't know how many teams Miami has right now, the 10 teams basically. Uh, no, no, they have like 17 maybe programs. But they, they, you know, there's some. Some are like co- oh, yeah, men's and women's, but yeah. No, they've got a lot of a lot of stuff to manage. Like football is just one component of that. Yes, it's the biggest and for Miami, the most important component of it. Um, right. Like you got to hire an athletic director who knows how to run a whole athletic department. But I think, like you said, Alonzo Highsmith makes a lot of sense as your deputy athletic director for football or whatever you want to call him. Or, yeah. Yeah, you you get somebody maybe that does the football. That would be that's what would happen if you have somebody like a, a uh, like an op football operations. I don't know what they call, it, but yeah, I don't somebody, know what they call it. I just made up. A somebody's in charge of the the guy. The old the old time guys were talking about the culture that they want to get somebody who knows Miami because of the culture. It's a, it's different down here. You know, and to get it back to the way it used to be and stuff. Um, and so, you know, but, like, my point is, the athletic director only does so much for that. The athletic director has to hire the people who do that. Having a football player does not make the culture of the athletic department better. Hiring someone who can hire a coach who can make the culture better is what makes the culture better. So, the athletic director is important, obviously, but that guy, you're not hiring Ed Reed to be the athletic director or whatever, you know. Like it's just it's just nonsense, right? Well, um, they they just want somebody somebody involved. Yeah, which makes sense. And again, that that's where the Alonzo, like you said, like it sort of feels like he's going to be in the athletic department in some capacity. Um, it could, yeah, it could be. 
It could be. There's. It's definitely a possibility. Um, I, I. I think they. They have to see. And I. Yeah. To me, it, it feels that way because uh, he went to Columbus High. There's a big Columbus High thing going on. Yep. Mario's a Columbus. Columbus High. Mario's Columbus. Uh, I think the Moss brothers. Moss brothers. Yeah, I mean, people who know, people who from Miami know what, what kind of pull Columbus High has in, in this city. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I and I, you know, I like I like Mario a lot. I'm a big Mario fan. Um, so, as so, I think they'd have to see if everybody could work together. But I, who knows. I don't know who else, you know, all the other guys that they're interviewing. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do think it's worth noting that two of the first names that kind of trickled out, you mentioned Pat Chun, who's got the Lane connection, um, and Rob Mullins from Oregon, which I'd kind of be surprised if he left, but there's, you know, there's a reason that name came out too, right? I mean, we, we know who they're two, who two of the top targets are for this job, potentially, if it comes open. And uh, the Oregon. By the way, Mario, Mario Cristobal. Is Columbus also? Yeah, Columbus High. Yeah, so there, there's yeah. A, ton of, a ton of connections there. Um, right. And there's no – the uh, Columbus Alumni Network has no shortage of, of uh, finance. You know, when, when you hear about this infusion of money into the program. Yeah, uh, it's called money. Yep. Yeah, you know you know where uh, some of that is coming from. I mean, Columbus football, like the amount of money they – the high school team, the amount of money they raise every year is, is kind of crazy. So, uh, you know, you know that – like when you when you hear that Miami is not an issue or money is not an issue at Miami anymore, like there's a lot of people with a lot of money around this program that can make things happen if they want. Um, yeah, they can, and I supposedly they're going to. Yeah, and I mean it, it feels like like I said we're recording this on on Wednesday. A lot of next week is going to be our busy week. I think it, it's starting to feel like. Yep, it is. It's it's definitely going to be a busy week going into. Because all so many coaches have been fired. Yeah, right. Awesome. I mean, that, that's obviously the other thing out there that we have not really talked about is, uh, well, James Franklin gets a ten-year extension yesterday, which makes me think he's not going anywhere this cycle. Obviously, he was he was really rumored as a candidate for the USC job, so that USC job is open. The LSU job is open now. The Florida job is open. You know, Miami is looking for different candidates in some cases and some of those guys, although. I, see a lot of Florida people the one Lane Kiffin. So that would be a, uh, you know, it's tough to outbid Florida. Um, obviously Miami. Yeah, but I think, I think Kiffin wants Miami. I think, I don't, I don't think he wants games though. So. Yeah, that's, it's a reasonable uh, assumption, I think. But my, my point, my larger point is that the, uh, you know, USC, I'm sure will want to talk to Mario Cristobal. Florida is going to want to talk to Lane Kiffin. Um you know, the, the, that next tier of candidates, you know, Mark Stoops, whoever it might be, uh, Luke Fickle, like all these, all these kind of next tier guys are going to be. Oh, Luke Fickle. Too, like, very desirable. Yeah. And very he's obviously going to be 12. So it's uh, not as obvious. I think he would leave as it would have been if, if they were stuck in the American for the foreseeable future. But again, there's like, there's a lot of big openings out there. Florida obviously officially came open this week. Miami, which is one of the most talked about job openings in the country, is not even officially open yet. So, um, right, it's kind of funny. Not yet. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, I think we'll have, like I said, by the time we talk next week, Miami has to have 
made decisions by then because the early signing period is coming up fast and these job openings are going to move quickly once the regular season ends on Saturday. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at S Miller Degnan. She will be in Durham, North Carolina on Saturday boots on the ground, uh, maybe for the, the final days of the Mandy Diaz era. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next week. It'll, it'll be, uh, obviously, like I said, probably, uh, the busiest week of the year, even though the season will be over. Um, even if no matter what, there's going to be change, obviously in the athletic department, uh, and it's got to happen really fast. 